Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Hola. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Ah, hola, Joshua. Ah, we're feeling it. We're feeling the Los Espookies. Yes. Vibes. Que tal? <laughs> I know this is a weird... <laughs> it's like, hi, we're... This is about a Norwegian film, but we are speaking Espanol. Per quadromir. <laughs> <laughs> we're very multicultural here at Fright School. We're multicultural. We're multinational. Mm-hmm. We're... <laughs> You know, we're um, multi- multivitamin corporation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Conglomerate. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. We obviously in the uh, second half of today's episode, we're going to be joined again by Tiffany Tang to discuss uh, dead snow. But first, we're going to go totally different place and discuss uh, the new comedy on HBO from Fred Armisen and um, what's, what's Fred Armisen, Julio Torres and Ana Fabrega. Yes. Uh, Los Spookies, um, which we just watched the premiere episode of. Although, well, you've seen more of it. I've seen up to the second episode. There's one that just came out that I haven't oh, seen okay. yet. Oh, okay. So I say that there. Okay. So we would have watched the second one, but for some reason, HBO On Demand is being a dick. Yeah, and, it's not uh, on demand yet. Didn't have the second episode up. Yeah, so, and you said it comes out on Fridays. Usually they get stuff up the next day. So Fridays at 11. What the hell? Because I definitely want to watch more of it. Uh, that was enjoyable. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's pleasant. It's very it's very fun. Um, it's the kind of absurdity that I love, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not too much of a fan of Wes uh, Anderson. I almost said Wes Craven. Wes, Wes Anderson. <laughs> well, not that you're a huge fan of Wes Craven either. Yeah. <laughs> um, true. Yeah. Well, in the sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm not like a, I don't really, I'm not really here for Wes Anderson. I just think it's a little too, a little too twee, a little too like rooted in its, you know, whiteness. Mm. And with this, especially like, I've been following Julio Torres for a long time. Wait, did, Wes Anderson doesn't have anything to do with this. Does no, no, no. But uh, it's absurd in oh, the same okay, way. Okay, okay, like, okay. I see what you're saying. You know, and the Julio Torres, who is um, a comedian and a writer on SNL, um, he, I've been following his career for a while, and I just love everything he does. It's just so. Um, it's very irreverent and it's very um, it's very specific. It's it's one of those people where it's like you can be very specific in your comedy about things and 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 people will get it if it's good and if it's you know kooky enough and yeah, I think that's true. I th- I mean that's sort of what absurdity is about is you know that even even if it is very specific, which obviously it is here, mm-hmm. you know, talking about a very particular kind of group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but just sort of the absurdity of running a business, of the gig economy. Yeah. The gig economy of also, like, (laughs) the fact that, like, in the first episode when they're doing, they're obviously controlling the... Um, so in the first episode, for those who don't know, what yeah, I was gonna say lay a foundation for what the show. Yeah, about. yeah. So Los Spookies takes place in a uh, nondescript Latin American country because they don't really say where they are. Yeah. Um, and um, and what's interesting is that the three creators, they're none of them are from Mexico, so they're like from Panama, El Salvador, Venezuela. Um, but they it takes place in a nondescript uh, and it. Latin American country. It's Spanish language. Uh, so it's, uh, the Spanish is subtitled in English. And then when they speak English, it's subtitled in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, 
and uh, but most of the dialogue is is is, in Spanish, is yeah. primarily in Spanish. Um, and basically, it's these four, uh, yeah, four friends who have this company that they end up getting together to uh, do, you know, to to basically create horror experiences for people who need them, uh, who need to hire them for whatever reason to spook people out. Yeah. So in the first episode, it is a Catholic priest who uh, feels that they're their star is dimming because they just they don't have any good exorcisms going on and they need they need a high profile exorcism to yeah. happen so then they get them to do a high profile exorcism and it's <laughs> it's hilarious because like you know the moment the priest walks in there the TV camera's already right. there yeah it's ready to go and then like the team's in the back the other three team members are in the back and they're you know controlling things with various knobs and levers and ropes yet you don't see any of that in the exorcism and it's just like we're meant to believe that they're controlling everything but it's also like what you know what's going on here and um and i think i just read an interview with julio torres where he was talking about like latin american people love horror mm -hmm. and this is supposed to be a love letter to uh a love letter to those people who love horror uh, specifically from this like latin american cultural context cool so. yeah it was a lot of fun you know it kind of reminded me of um i don't think you've seen the last exorcism probably uh, no. or i mean is that what it's called the exorcism of emily rose <laughs> no but no that's yeah uh, that one is great i i really enjoy that movie a lot um but is it called the last exorcism it's like it's sort of about um an exorcist who has lost faith mm -hmm. and decides to yeah it's called the last exorcism so uh, um so he's uh it's um He's like lost his faith and he's decided to expose himself as like a fake and expose the whole of exorcism as a fake. And oh, so okay. it's like a documentary. They find this girl who his family thinks that she's possessed so they go to the house and he like shows how he sets up like all these little like um like wires to make like the the pictures bang and he's got all these recordings that'll play during the exorcism. And so he's like, he's setting up the whole thing as, as a total fake to like prove, but obviously then it's like, well, no, she's really possessed. And it's a whole, that's kind of the, you know, where the horror is, but that, that whole of them pulling the levers and doing the whole thing, it really yeah. reminded me of that, which I thought was really amusing. Yeah. You know, just the, you know, that it's all fake. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like, Julio Torres plays uh, Andres, who is the heir apparent to a chocolate fortune. Right, which, with his blue hair. With his blue hair. So specific, so yeah. queer uh -huh. also, because yeah. his boyfriend is not a, does not approve of um, of the situation. Right, with the spooky people the spooky that he's spending people. time, and it's going to damage his um, yeah. ability to get all the the money and then um uh, Ronaldo is the de facto leader mm -hmm. Ursula and um Ursula's sister Tati and yeah and so it's the very... four of them they're sort of like a um, they, it, I mean it kind of like mystery ink yeah. yeah exactly a little bit of Scooby Doo although instead of hunting mysteries they are going out to create them you know so mm -hmm. it's like sort of the uh this like commodification of horror you know yeah. and like mm -hmm. how to create you know, experiences for people that are horrifying and, you know, or like in the case of the priest, you know, in this first episode of, you know, uh, giving him a reason to still exist and that, you yeah. know, you still need us. You still need the church because there's demons about. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it also reminded me like of ghost hunters in a way. 
Oh yeah, you know, because uh-huh. I don't know. I watch that show. I just think it's so ridiculous. Oh know? yeah, I I love the. Who uh, are you? Yeah, the South Park episode where they make fun of that. Have you seen that? No, 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 no. Oh, it's so funny because it's like they're in there just everything. <gasps> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Like every little thing. And then they want it. They start like pissing in their pants. It's like, Oh my God, it's on me. It's on me. What is that? And it's like, what is this mysterious substance? Like they're all freaking out. I don't know. It it, it was kind of hardly a, a joke. Because the show is just oh, it's insane, exactly like that. It's also know? just like a ton of suggestion, which is yeah. great. Because like when you're watching it, I'm like, you totally just like now that you've said that, I can't not think that. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point. So I, it's. I, Did you hear how he said, "Come here" in the spirit <laughs> box, and you know, <laughs> come here. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, we 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 look for what we want to. You know what I mean? If you believe it. You know, then you'll you, you, then listening back yeah. to something or looking at a picture. It's like, oh, clearly that's a picture of a ghost and not some weird light smudge. Yeah, <laughs> orbs. They're oh, orbs. They're orbs. Joe. They're not a piece of dust. <laughs> yes, not a dust that caught the light wrong. That is, or caught the light right. I guess. Yeah, you know, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but no, overall, I thought it was really funny. I'm glad that you found this because I had no idea that this was existing. And you're like, we have to watch Los Spookies. Oh yeah, gotta watch Los Spookies, and it's funny. It's a comedy and it's half an hour it's HBO yeah it moved really fast yeah if you do not want to watch uh, their new show Euphoria which is about a bunch of teenagers taking drugs you can watch this it is infinitely more uh, infinitely more um, hopeful <laughs> hmm yeah, I definitely I, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch uh, more episodes as soon as episode two comes available. Uh, <laughs> on the yeah, on the yeah, on the on the on demand. Yeah, and I'm just gonna set it up to record the rest. That way I'll make sure that I don't miss them. There you go. But you you really like the second episode as well? Yeah, it's it's hilarious too, because it's like then at the end of the first episode, which by the way, for everybody, you know, as a as a kind of a, a little teaser, uh, HBO has released the first episode of Los Spookies on YouTube for free. Oh, oh, well, so, that's cool. So it's on YouTube for free. All right, and we'll then, tag that below. Uh, yeah, we'll tag that in the in the show notes. Uh, but basically, um, the second episode, at the end of the first episode, there's a mysterious woman who calls to sign them on for another. Um, for another gig and so the another otra chamba chamba uh, otra chamba and uh, in the second episode it's them getting to do all of that and they meet the mysterious woman la mujer misteriosa and uh, <laughs> and then they find and, and it's just great because then we get introduced to um, Men- Melanie who is the ambassador from the United States and it, like she has this like really awful like bob with bangs and is like all pink and uh, prayed by the great God of Titleman. Like, it's just, it's it's funny. It's hilarious. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to watching more of it. Yeah, it was yeah. really funny. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you brought it to our attention here at Fright School. Yes. You know? We, I, too, can find frightening things. Yes. We don't, we don't know everything. You know, there's so much out there. Yes. <laughs> Did you all get that? Joshua admitted he doesn't know everything. It's my thing lately, I guess. I'm just untethering myself from the pursuit of... of Perfection, yes, and, <laughs> and being right all the time. Which you haven't, st- you haven't watched the Perfection yet, have you? No, I oh, want to. I've I watched know. it. I'm, I I'm know. ahead of you. You are. I'm passing. The student has become the master. I have to make time for it. That, like, I, like, you know, it's just, yeah. I'm trying to get caught up on so much, listening yeah. to all, as many podcasts as possible, yeah. and. 
you know, there's so much out. I've planned for like three weeks in a row to go to the movies and I haven't yet still. Yeah. Uh, I went, I, I, you know, last week I talked about, I watched Ma, like, I know. Mm. You're ahead of me. I'm You're ahead. ahead of me. I'm surpassing you. Yeah. It's just, we still got to watch Child's Play, the new yeah. Child's Play that came out, which yeah, apparently is awful. Behind. Uh, I hear mixed reviews, like I always do with horror, so I'm just going to go yeah. and see it and decide for myself. I feel like this is just like a giant Black Mirror episode because yeah. it's, it looks like the Chucky thing can do everything. Yeah. Like can control technology. all aspects. Yeah, technology yeah. and all aspects of your life. So yeah. I feel like... Uh, maybe this is just, you know, Black Mirror, but... Yeah, but I mean, I think that's a very real concern. I mean, that's what Elon Musk is warning us about, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he keeps talking about AI is really the biggest threat, you know, especially the more aware it becomes. And unlike humans, you know, if you have a bunch of Android or AI automatons or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that are able to, like, share consciousness and use the internet and all of that, you know, I mean, there's so much about us that they can immediately know. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Un- unlike us, you know, so it's kind of like, what know happens? my search history? Oh, God. Exactly. And what happens when they go, you know, the world would be a much better place if you all didn't exist. You know, that's kind of that, that fear. Mm-hmm. So I actually, you know, in- want to go into it and hopefully that that is kind of the reading you know, that I can glean from it. Yeah. Um, Otherwise it'll just be fun to watch Avi Praza get terrorized. by Exactly. Yes. And who I love and Mark Hamill's voice. That'll be exciting. But yeah, I think that we're going to see a lot more films that actually deal with that. I mean, we have in the past, obviously the matrix, that's sort of what that is about, you know, the the rise, you know, and Terminator and those sorts Mm -hmm. of movies, you know, we, these are old, you know, um, fears, you know, they've been around since the whole rise of the computer and, you know, the sort of technology industrial age that we, you know, have been in for the last, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more horror that hinges on that, on, yeah. on, on AI technology and, you know, the, the, the fear of it turning against us. <laughs> it's yes. very real. You know, mm-hmm. um, and we weaponize it against each other every single day. So it's not as if it's unfounded. You know, we definitely use um, technology to, to to harm to harm people <laughs> in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, but I. Um, what else did I want to see? Oh well, we're going this week. Uh, speaking of, you know, yes. Scandinavian countries and you know the North, uh, we're going to see the new uh, A twenty four film, Midsummer, by Arya Arya Asker. Right? Yeah, um, is that the last name? Uh, Aster Asker. It's Ari something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. So we're going to go see the new A twenty four Midsummer. Midsommar. Midsommar. That's that's it. Midsommar. (laughs) Um, And we have uh, hopefully some special guests coming with us. Yes, Ari Aster, you're right. Yes. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited, especially because it ties in, obviously, to this week's episode. uh, Talking about, well, Norwegian horror, but still we talk a little bit about Scandinavia and all of that. Um, Like I said, when I went to Sweden, I was very disappointed that, you know, I didn't see any child vampires roaming around. Trying to, you know... You know, nobody tried to sacrifice me to any northern gods. What is it? Uh, what is it? Y- Yuki? Y- what's the name of the guy? Yoke. Yoke? Did Yoke come for you? Yoke, Yoke did not, because Yoke gets his head broke off. You know, <laughs> it broke off. Yes. I'm gonna break your neck off. Yes. Gonna, what? That doesn't mean. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> that sounds like something you would say to somebody at like 
like the parking lot of a bar at like three in the morning when they're being ushered out. Yeah. I'm going to break your neck off. I'm going to break your neck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. We're going to do that um, for July 4th. That's yes. my patriotic duty. We are going to celebrate go the 4th see a of Swedish July. Swedish horror film. We're going to see a Swedish horror film. Or that, a film uh, set in Sweden. Film set in Sweden. Um, a horror film in the morning at like nine in the morning. Yeah, it should be empty. That it should be a good place, experience. Um, in that takes place in the daylight. Like there's no yeah. cover of night. Yeah, because I think yeah, it's set during a time where it's twenty four hour sunlight yes. for the most part. You know that it's day, which I love. You know, we talked obviously about like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was a an article actually recently about that um, about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the horror of the daylight. Mm. Um, I wish I would have written it down. Oh yeah, I love. I like that. You know that concept. We have talked you ever about. seen Insomnia with um, Al Pacino and um, and uh, Robin Williams? It's um, Al Pacino plays this like detective who um, who it's difficult for him to go to sleep, and uh-huh. he goes to investigate something in Alaska, but it has just. Um, the sun has risen and it's now the land of the midnight sun. And so he, he he's having a hard time sleeping. Oh, um, no, I have not seen this. How have I not seen this? Yeah. Oh, it's a remake of a Norwegian film. Look at that. Look at you being on top. There you go. Oh, Christopher Nolan directed it? I guess yeah. he adapted it from... From the Norwegian huh. film, but it's Al Pacino and uh, Robin Williams. And it's like the... He, Al Pacino plays the police officer, the detective, and he's slowly becoming unhinged because of his lack of sleep. Huh. No, I haven't, but I would like to see this now, so I'll have to look this up. There we go. Huh. Thank you for that too. Look at look at that. You're just you're just educating left and yes. right, Joe. You're gonna have to break I off. I am now. now the teacher. Yeah. You know. You're gonna have your own show now. We're gonna have to remake that whole uh, welcome to Fright School. Right. Are you ready? <laughs> Class is in session. There we go. <laughs> and then it's that fan time. clack. Exactly. I am now the horror Sherpa <laughs> guiding you through the mountains of madness. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got Tiffany to come on, you know, yeah. to the show. And uh, she's not a big horror fan. And you convinced her to come with us to see Midsummer. Exactly. So, hey, look at you. You In are, the theaters. You are infected. You are helping me spread the horror. Yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, any other things happening? Mm. No, no, nothing I can think of. No, no, same old, same old, <laughs> same old, same old, same old. Uh, but I did really enjoy Los of Spooky, so thank you for that. And I hope you, dear listener, will investigate it. It's it's fun. I, you know, it's kind of perfect if you're looking for. Um, you know, I, it gave me um, again shoehorning Elvira in here. Uh, you know, sort of like the absurdity. You know that. You know, which sometimes yes. it's like I'm looking for horror comedy yeah and i think this really we're looking for it nicely. to be meta yeah 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 it's like if you have like a night where you watch something you know really scary it's a nice um after you know it's a good it's a dessert for a good horror yes. main course you know it was, Absolutely. It, it was a good uh it was it was a good little watch so definitely recommend it all right well we are gonna take a real quick break and we will be back uh t- with tiffany to talk about dead snow yay I just want to apologize. I'm sorry to everyone. I was very naive and very stupid. 
and I shouldn't have put other people in danger. I am so sorry for everything that has happened because in spite of what Joshua says, it's now all my fault. I insisted our listeners subscribe to Fright School on Apple Podcasts. I insisted they leave us reviews. I insisted that they give us a five-star rating. And it's all because of me that we're here now and we're being hunted. I love you, Mom and Dad. I am so sorry. I only wanted to make good content for our listeners. I'm so scared. I'm going to die out here. Joshua, is that you? Welcome back. So, ah, so excited for uh, to discuss this insane film, oh Dead Snow, two thousand nine. Uh, There's with- a lot of firsts <laughs> that happen with this film, right? So, one of the firsts was we have um, Tiffany Tang, uh, who is also a horror neophyte. Hello. Um, not uh, who's not a not a horror fan, but it's also a film that no one has seen before. Right, I hadn't seen it. Joshua either. has never oh, seen before. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you know, because yeah, so I thought I just wanted to call attention to that right away is yeah. that like there was no warnings yeah. of things. You're getting real fresh analysis <laughs> on this one. This is the fresh, freshest take. <laughs> so before we uh, start to dive into it, there's a very exciting reason we chose this film. If Tiffany wants to discuss that, yes, everyone, yes, I'm moving to Norway. I know, Hello. which I'm so excited for you also depressed excited yes, depre- depressed, you know it's also like also come visit and <laughs> yeah it's like oh, we're definitely. gonna have to go to norway now <laughs> oh yeah Clearly. yeah yeah because um, i love sweden so we're you know we'll, oh, yeah. we'll just neighbors, do them all neighbors. we'll just be there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is an amazing <laughs> astonishing place i definitely encourage anyone to um to visit as soon as possible yeah because you just got back from a visit and that's kind of yes. now did you think you would move there before the visit I was I was considering it. I, I had a I have a job offer from a college in Oslo, which uh, specializes in method acting, which is what I went to grad school for. So um, at the actor's studio, at the actor's studio. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. Right, right, right. Um, I so I was considering this this offer, uh, and I just happened to have a family vacation on my dad's side. All of us. Um, my dad, my great grandfather came over from Norway. So we all have this Norwegian heritage that no one has really ever explored. So um, it coincided with this family vacation to go over there and meet the Norwegian Tong family and <laughs> the see Tong family. The, tongs, yeah, tongs. the Tong farm um, and see some of the, the country. So, um, so yeah, it was sort of out there in the ether. And when we were in Oslo, I went in and um, taught a class and and did an interview and and came out with a with a job offer. So that's amazing. So I how was it to, to teach? It, yeah, um, to teach like students that are not of oh, it's America. fascinating. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Um, uh, well, that's true. I wonder if there's different like 
pedagogical for sure and, and approach. This, is, <laughs> this is undergrad so a lot of these students haven't um sort of done a lot of intensive study of theater yet but um they I had the third years and they were all just so like open and willing and and just really dove in with me which was really great so I taught a sensory class um for about 90 minutes and um and it, and it's interesting because as part of um, the sensory work, you need to have a monologue that you can kind of um, tap into as you're experiencing whatever you're experiencing to sort of give you something to um, layer uh, with what you're experiencing, if that makes sense. Um, but everyone's monologues were in Norwegian, right? So I'm going through and I'm trying to assess whether or not they're connected, if they're like, you know, doing the work and all of the words are in Norwegian. But it's amazing how you can still you can still ascertain that connection. Like it's even though the words are different, like I think humanity and human emotions are are universal. So oh, it should yeah. be really interesting. Say, so, but I love that you say that because given the movie today was like subtitled, and we've talked about this on the past. Like I insist on listening to the dialogue in its original sure, form. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. regardless if I know the language or not, which no, I do not speak no, <laughs> Norwegian. It's very hard. Uh, you know, because <laughs> of that. Swedish. Uh-huh. You speak a little Swedish. No, I, well, I talk. Talk. <laughs> I can say Choose things. Talk. Uh, that's about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. It's like when you overdub something or sometimes if, if they were doing them in English, maybe some of that would lose. It takes away. You yeah, know? absolutely. So I, I think there's something very cool about like, I, I bet it does seem more, you know, like, oh, they're tied into yeah, this, even if you connected. don't. Yeah, yep. that's so interesting. It's so curious. Like, how do you teach like method acting? You know, I guess is it just teaching like the like the the philosophy of it? It is. Well, they they have textbooks that they read. So we do um, lean into Strasberg and Stella Adler and Uta Hagen, um, mm. but they also um, the there's sort of basic um, fundamental techniques to method, which includes sensory work where you're sort of diving into things um, tangibly. So you're recreating things like smells and um you know feeling like um texture feelings mm -hmm. and um uh you know how you experience things sort of with your five senses um so that's a whole sort of basic premise of method acting and mm -hmm. then there's also um sort of a structured improv uh session where you're creating um improvs that sort of delve into characters backstories or um you know scene moments before things like that so, okay um so those that are like kind of two of the basic things that we'll we'll go through like so that they're working the in the class as that character behaving as that character would and interacting Kind of like for the improv stuff, sure. Yeah, so yeah. you know, like if we're doing Romeo and Juliet, and we want to do like, oh, let's do an improv between like you know Juliet and her mom, and like let's really figure out that relationship. Like, what was her twelfth birthday like? What was you know things like that? That's oh, just an yeah. example. But. If I remember from Untitled Friendship Project episode with Tiffany Tang, second plug, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, as opposed to the kind of I guess British or English style of learning to act, where it's the you put on the costume and then putting on the costume you assume the habits of those who would wear the costume this is more about like you know figuring out when you have nothing when you're stripped down what's going on inside correct yeah it's more okay. about like Yay! <laughs> <laughs> i got something good job good job yeah it's more about like me as the actor like what are my experiences that i can bring to the table versus letting me um go sit in a corner while i put on someone else i guess right. would be a, a way to explain it but yeah, there's a lot of different. It's a lot of internal work as opposed it. to. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of internal work, and and that's got to be interesting when you're thinking about separation between like yourself and the character, not going too far. Yeah. And 
Yeah. I mean, you're definitely like when you, when you have a method acting approach, you're definitely using yourself. Like you're bringing your, you're, you're trying to activate, um, things that get you connected to the character in a very personal way. So, um, yeah, there, there has to be an awareness of, of when, when can I step out of this character and when can I let it go? And, and cause it does get very intermingled and very wrapped up. So, yeah, I feel you hear a lot from people who method act that they have a hard time letting go sometimes that they need that after they've done a film or after they've done a play, you need to get rid of. Yeah. There's know. like a cleansing thing that needs to happen for sure. Yeah. Like a release. Yeah. For huh. sure. That's so fascinating. How exciting. I, congratulations. Thank you know, you. I hope that it all works out. And yeah, I am totally down to visit you in Norway. Please. So, uh, yeah, please. Uh, but okay, so um, to get to the film, uh, it is Dead Snow. Yes, so thank you for choosing a Norwegian uh, film in my honor. Yeah, I thought, yes. that, I thought this would be really fun. Uh, so, Joe, what, are, what were your thoughts? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do love a horror comedy. I mean, I watch a lot of, uh, I mean, I, I watch a, a fair amount of overly violent films in general, like action films, secret agent films, that sort of thing. So I feel like this is already up my wheelhouse. I mean, Game of Thrones, you know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So I feel like this is up my alley. Um, it gave me, a, it's, it was serving a lot of like Shaun of the Dead kind of. Yeah, like, I agree. I think it's a, definitely along that vein. And what is it, 2000? It had um, those moments. I think for 2009. Sure. Yeah, 2009. So it's definitely around that time frame. Uh, and like it, it, what's funny is that like, I kind of asked Tiffany this. I was like, do the Norwegians have a dry sense of humor? Because I feel like there was a lot of that. There wasn't, there were definitely moments where I, we laughed, we laughed out loud. We L O L. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it was like, I don't know if that was intended <laughs> or if it was just, okay, I think this is just, uh, completely absurd and ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like it was a good, I thought it was fun. I mean, this is one of those films that I would probably do as like a fun Halloween rewatch. Mm. I yeah. just put it on there. Yeah, um, just kind of have it on in the background. Yeah, or, I kind of have it yeah. on in the background because, you know, it, it's, it's uh, you know, a locale. It's an exotic locale and there's really cool kills. But yeah, so yes, I enjoyed it. Awesome. I'm yeah. always down for a horror comedy. Cool kills. So. Yeah, I thought it was it was really no funny. No pun intended. Yeah, snow. The, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. So much snow. So punny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, at the beginning it was funny because you know the the dialogue because it starts it, you know it starts with the kill to kind of set it all up and then you're you're transported to a car full of four guys and they're driving along and you know and they're being really gross in their conversation and so I'm just like okay so a group of misogynists misogynists are going to get killed by. Nazi zombies, like, where's the horror? Great, why am I invested in this? <laughs> well, no, it's like, I'm. I, that's fine by me. Like, <laughs> these guys... I'm fine if they're all going to get killed because they're gross. So again, if you if you don't know, um, if you don't know Dead Snow, um, we are going to spoil it. But um, in essence, the you've had ten years. Exactly, you've had ten years. Um, in essence, the film is about um, a group of medical students on Easter holiday mm -hmm. going up into the mountains in a cabin that end up getting accosted and by uh, these Nazi zombies, like SS soldiers from. Uh, from Nazi times, from World War II. World War II. Nazi yeah. times. From Nazi, Nazi times. times. That's what we'll call that from now on. Yes. Nazi times. Nazi times. Ye old Nazi times. T-Y-M-E-S. <laughs> <laughs> Ye oldie Nazi times. Um, yes, title I like how the, uh, the, the cre so the writer, director is Tommy, um, it's, is it Workola or Verkola, do we think? W-I-R-K-O-L-A. 
I'm not sure. But anyways, someone said, my Norwegian isn't good enough yet. Our right. our listenership will extend to Norway after this. So, you know, someone <laughs> oh, will tweet at us yeah, months from now. You guys didn't say any of these people's names, right? Uh, but, you know, he's you know, it's uh, it's like what's scarier than zombies? Like Nazi zombies. So, they're Nazis first. Right. And then zombies. Yes. So, like, Extra scary. Yeah, they're they're very very scary. Uh, and they don't follow <laughs> they don't follow the convention of Well, there's Nazis. no explanation. For, oh, for Nazis? Oh, for zombies. <laughs> I mean, they follow the I guess they follow the convention for Nazis. Yeah, uh, murdering psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they don't follow the convention for zombies. So No, and there's no explanation. Yeah. Like there's like a little I think at the beginning mention of some kind of curse, but they never explore it. Like that's just they're not going to explain where they've come from. They just retreated into the mountains somehow became zombies yes and never are, appeared from again except when they yeah. started killing but there are a couple zombies. sequels to this so I what? think uh, what yeah <laughs> I think there's let's see um, Dead Snow Red versus Dead oh boy yeah it came out in uh, 2014 I thought there was going to be a third one too Red versus Dead Red versus Dead uh, well I don't see any I, th- I thought when I looked up earlier there was something about a third maybe it was just a rumor that they might do another um one uh but anyways so yeah this movie i thought it was kind of fun one you're right because it was like comedic which is you know always a a good time when you can kind of blend that um but also it kind of felt like sort of like a silly 80s movie in a way Mm. you know Mm -hmm. like there were moments where i was like is this meatballs or something (laughs) like what the hell is going on like you know they're so goofy and you know drinking i mean it just felt like it had that kind of vibe like kind of a slapstick yeah. yeah. Young kind of young coeds in a cabin. Yeah, like bad yes. dialogue. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, exactly. And I can see again, this film is like my worst nightmare. Like, <laughs> no, I do not want to be trapped in some isolated cabin in the middle in the of the snow. snow. Yes. You know. And this film takes place in o- Oskfjord, which Oxford, is yes. which is super, super north in Norway, which of course it's at Easter. That's probably the only time they have equal day and night, which they needed for this film, because otherwise it would be that's definitely Midnight Sunland, you know? So no, no, you know. Yeah, I was trying to see no, where they, no oh, they shot it summer. in Alta and Malzelv, Malzelv, M-A-L-S-E-L-V. We apologize in advance for Yes, sorry. I'm having like flashbacks to our Let the Right One in episode where it's like, okay, it's Joke and Lassa, John Alvida Lingqvist. I'm like trying to say the names. Like I'm on like YouTube, like looking for pronunciation. Yoke. <laughs> so yeah, it's flashbacks to that. There's lots of I need of, to get so that excited. as a ringtone. Josh is saying Yoke. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to learn Norwegian. Right. Clearly it's oh, the simplest yes. language ever. Yeah, very, very yeah, easy. And I feel like I I kind of I kind of pushed this film because I was like, Tiffany, we need to have you on the show because I know you listen and you don't like horror films. Yep. And <laughs> I, and we need to find something that like is also Norwegian. Relevant. Yeah. Uh, relevant. And I was like, oh, I've heard of this one. Let's do this one. Yeah. So this was yeah. kind of... My... We're really just trying to get you to stay. Yeah. We're really just... Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, Don't go to Norway. This is what's going to Nazi happen. Nazi zombies are going to come after you in Norway. This <laughs> is what's going to happen. Excuse me. Sorry. Norwegia. Per Michelle Visage. <laughs> yes. Norwegia. Norwegia. We don't want 
want you to go to Norwegian. Oh, I'm definitely going to no cabins in the middle of the forest. Yes, that's please. for sure. Live in the cities where people are, you know. Yeah, no Yeah, forward. and watch out for these guys because they want to have uh, gross sex in outhouses. I know. That not, scene. Oh, I was just yeah. did not depict the uh, Norwegian men in a very good light here, no. did they? No. <laughs> did, they pick, did they pick Nor- Norwegian women in a good light? Either? Well, right. I know. Like, all these people. It's like, ooh, I'm not sure. Because, like, yeah. she's going, like, he's in there doing his business. He, I don't know, know if he was done, <laughs> but I, she was ready. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had his tissue paper. So I don't know. I guess he was finished, but like he's like doing that, and then she's like, "Let me put your fingers in my mouth." I'm like, "Oh Oh, my gosh, yeah, this is horrible." Like it's not sexy at all. Maybe that was the point, you know, that it was. It's not in. It wasn't an erotic scene, you know, like happens in other you know horror films where it's like, "Oh, there's naked people," and you know they eroticize. It's like they're in a fucking outhouse. We're fully aware what he just did. Ugh. We saw like the whole thing and then she's there putting her fingers, no. putting his fingers in her she's mouth. She's so Keep turned on. I know, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> horrifying. It was like, that was the most horrific thing about the movie and then they're having sex in an See, outhouse Joshua, with it I all sitting you. under them. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's wrong. awful. Joshua, I love you. This was, that was the most horrific scene in the, hor- in the film considering <laughs> that not, Five minutes later, that character is ripped. His skull is ripped, ripped in, in half, half. Yeah. and his brain falls and his brain out. falls out, splat on the floor. It's like bounced. Yeah. yeah. But I think the most horrific thing was definitely when the guy was like sewing him up his own neck with the fish hook. Yeah. <laughs> like that was yes. No. I took a video of you reacting to that. <laughs> oh, that was it went amazing. On for way too long. Yeah, we'll try to ah. uh, we'll post that for <laughs> for everybody to enjoy the that moment. Um, oh so God. I guess what we'll do in our new thing now, where if we have a person who is not a horror fan on, I will now ask the question, Tiffany, oh, yes. what did you think of the film? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I never get to ask what people thought of the film. <laughs> or I'm sorry, the movie. This is, I don't know, this is a film. Uh, it was definitely it's a cult classic. Yeah. It will not give me nightmares. I'm happy to report. I don't think I'm in danger of that. So. Oh, good. <laughs> Yay. Someone is in. That's great. <laughs> right. Now I, I say know. that not meaning it. Damn it. <laughs> we wanted to traumatize you. I'm very excited that I now know how to survive at Avalanche because clearly if you start snotting, it will tell you which way gravity is flowing so you can dig the other direction. Right. It's good to know, you know, it's yes. good information. That's practical knowledge practical you can take knowledge. with you. I enjoy that. Um, yeah, no, I think I, you know, what I did appreciate was, uh, having recently returned from Norway, I could appreciate things like the soundtrack. So the use of Edvard Grieg in the opening is very <laughs> Norwegian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just there for the 17th of May, which is their big constitution day. This is like a huge celebration throughout the country. So this, so Grieg is playing like everywhere. So I think that was a great nod to like how Norwegian this film is. That right. they put that in there <laughs> for the opening sequence. Amazing. Um, I would have liked it if every chase scene was just that, like in the Hall of the Mountain King. Yeah, Rather than the uh, like death metal, you know, yeah. that yeah. came later. I which is do, I could have done without that. But. Which is like an odds like horror trope. Like it's, you got to have some death metal. You got to have like do 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 Yeah, and then somebody screaming. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. 
So yeah, hey, I appreciated that and the coffee drinking. Metal and horror, you know, goes it's together. You know, it's right that there. long-term or hard were, rock, you know. And so the way we experienced it is that you um, you happily uh, provided a, the fare of a, a typical Norwegian breakfast. Yes, yes. that was fun. Aww. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that you brought over, you know, delicious breads and cheeses. Breads and cheeses raspberries. and prosciuttos and yes. Coffee, of course. Yeah. Thank yes. you for the coffee. It was delicious. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the breakfast while we watched people's brains be ripped out. I mean, and really. Intestines, a lot of intestines. Raspberries and intestines. What is Yeah, yeah they, it's lovely. It's the, there was combo. a whole thing with the intestines that yeah. I was just like. There were so many intestines. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've run through some woods and I've never <laughs> caught like my stomach on anything so much I would pull out intestines. You haven't turned around and noticed that your intestines yeah, were like, like caught oh on a branch gosh. and you had to like retrieve them? That's so Joshua. When have you run through the woods? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, we had wooded areas in Ohio that we could go explore. You Were know? they snowy also? Uh, sometimes, but then I didn't want to be in them for no, that, you know. But yeah, during the summer. And then when um, one year... Uh, my brother's sister's father lived in a in a like a uh, a mobile home park, you know, a little trailer park, and it had uh, it was like right at the edge of some really neat woods, actually, and we would kind of wander wander through them. It mm. was fun. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a horror film right there. No, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. And well, and we played horror movies anyway, so you know, it's of like, oh, let's you know, we'll get we'll get ourselves all freaked out in the woods and then <laughs> come back, you know. <laughs> Right, exactly. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the point is, it's like, how do you just catch your intestine on a stray branch? But yeah. regardless, but it's not the point. to know that you can use them as a rope, like a climbing exactly. rope if you need to. Oh, that was... You know, yeah. Which also happened. Yeah. He just like grabbed <laughs> Very it. Very strong. Like, as you're falling off the cliff, grab the zombie intestines. You never know. Yeah. Like, it will save your life. You're, you're going to need them. I loved how fresh all their blood was. It's like they've been dead for 70 years, right. frozen and in ice. still and like... They're just hemorrhaging everywhere. from their mouth. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that at all it wasn't yeah. like i was it's it, magic it would have been like black it should <laughs> be like it's it's basically dust <laughs> yeah well it's kind of like in the walking dead there's that you know the um the um the well zombie yeah they try to pull the out bloated, and just like yeah. explodes you know because that's why i was thinking about like why um zombie apocalypse movies sometimes don't like i don't um it's hard sometimes to suspend. You really have to like suspend disbelief because like in these movies, there's all these like rotting people walking around. There's like not nearly not enough insects that, I mean, they would just, you know oh, what I mean? There'd be tons point. of insects. That's a really yeah. There's a lot of science stuff that you kind of have to throw <laughs> out the window when it comes to the day. I'm like, cause these people should all be rotting and just falling apart. Like if you just hung out for like a month, all the zombies should be just rotted to death. You know what I mean? But that never happened. Or eaten by birds and other insects and things. My favorite but is... that never uh, happens. Uh, my favorite Science. thing is always uh, when they talk about, like, the sus- the memes that talk about the suspension of disbelief, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. The Walking Dead. They'd be like, wow, who cut the grass? Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, wow, this, like, really, who who cut the grass in this, in this prison? Uh, but yeah, so I, I feel like this film, specifically with its... Uh, with its zombie representation, like they were fast zombies. Mm-hmm. They yeah. weren't all biters because they actually had the dexterity and skill to use weapons and yeah. use materials. And, and they you did know, a lot of headbutting too. There's a lot of headbutting wow. and yeah. Yeah. they were thinking. Um, they were thinking. They, they were, were sentient. They were, they were looking for something. Yeah. Zombies. yeah, they were definitely protecting something on, you know, Hitler's orders or whatnot. You know? <laughs> like they had they had purpose rather than just yeah. being mindless. Yeah. They had something that they were after. The yeah. treasure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's you know, Hugo Boss, 
just makes a really good suit. Apparently, it just lasts seventy years in the <laughs> ice and snow. Did you see how well like they all like were did he, dressed? Like, did Nazi Hugo General Boss make so... the Nazi yeah. uniforms? You didn't know that? No, I, did know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Hugo Boss made the SS uniforms. They designed them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Ooh. I know, and it cracks me up because you know Jeffrey's Jewish and he'll like wander around Hugo <laughs> Boss like, oh, I like these suits. I'm like Jeffrey, you can't <laughs> support. You can't buy stuff from Hugo put Boss. Put it down. Put it <laughs> down. Know? And he drove a bug for forever too. I'm like, oh my gosh, like the car of a Hitler. You know, I was like, what is wrong with you? But it's that Sarah Silverman joke, wait, like wait. Jewish people driving German cars. You know, wait, Jeffrey drove a bug. Yeah, for a long time we had a Volkswagen. <laughs> you didn't know us when we had the bug. No, oh. he's he's so tall. Oh, I know. Well, they're really roomy inside <laughs> because they're a sphere. You know, because they're a ball. Like you know, they're rounded, so they they have a lot more I've, space. I've than never they look. been in a bug, so you know. Oh, okay, no, we drove out. Here with like, I've had uh, bugs in me, but I've never been a bug. Okay, that, I swallowed a fly. Like, uh, okay, that, <laughs> and we wondered why. I did it bottom for like the fly, you know. Right. Like, I swallowed um, one. Well, maybe that, for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, in, that sounds in the weird beginning. Too. Of okay, the movie. we're done now. Um, yeah, no, we, we're back yeah. to Tiffany now. <laughs> we drove out here uh, from Ohio eleven years ago ish in in the bug with two cats, two guitars, like wow. blankets, computer, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, they they they're very Little roomy. Space capsules. But anyways, not the point. The point is, uh, yes, Hugo Boss worked <laughs> for the Nazis. That's why they all look so great. I mean, right. there's the honestly is, they know, were well dressed zombies. Yeah, mm, true. Yeah, okay. totally. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that about early uh, about uh, Game of Thrones. Um, sometimes, uh, what's his name, Tywin Lannister? He looks like such a Nazi, like oh, the like the way yeah, he dresses. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you know, yeah, he, like they're, the Lannisters give me like Nazi imagery. Like they're Aryan, you know? sort yeah. of. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're yeah. blonde, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 they give me that vibe. Anyways, sure. that's kind of a. You know, a little something. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to talk about the quality work that Hugo Boss does. Yes, very good. Um, I I have to say that, like, I I also enjoyed, in watching Tiffany watch this film, mm-hmm. I also now understand why for many years Joshua has enjoyed watching me watch films. <laughs> um, having those reactions. And I also realize how far gone I am. <laughs> Down the horror like, rabbit so hole, desensitized because like you're screaming in horror, and I'm like, yeah, oh, <laughs> like cheering for these kills, and 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 then I was also like also explaining the different tropes that are happening because it's very which I found very interesting, yeah, so. yeah, the different tropes of like you know you have um, they have uh, especially when it comes to like you're you're talking about um, specific. Uh, you're talking about specific kind of culty horror comedies. Uh, they're always referencing other films. So, you know, that when uh, I think is Erland is his name and he is talking about like, oh, what about what films are, he's the movie buff and what movies are there that people have gone into cabins in the woods and right. then, and you know, naming all these referencing different. Referencing like, the th- and he's got all the knowledge. Exactly. Like, don't so, get bitten. Don't exactly. get bitten. So he's the one with the knowledge, which means that he's got to go. Right. Um <laughs> And then you have like, you know, everyone is slowly but surely they're all foreshadowing how they're all going to die. Mm. So or how w- what eventually hits them. So like, you know, with uh, Hannah, she's claustrophobic because her boyfriend tried to smother her. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That was a really weird scene. Yeah. So it's like, you yeah. know, she's she's claustrophobic. So she's going to have something about that. Her boyfriend doesn't like blood. So obviously he's going to be covered in it and and have to amputate his own arm. Yeah. And have to amputate his own <laughs> arm. Chainsaw. That was very. 
very amusing. <laughs> because he believed the knowledge about yeah. biting, which we don't actually even, we never even yeah, saw no, evidence never, of in the no. movie. Yeah. Also, he, um, they reference Evil Dead's one and two. So I feel like I thought, and he had a chainsaw on one yeah, arm. So yeah. I thought that that was a son. He kind of looks like Bruce Campbell a little yeah, bit too. Yeah, in a way. There was definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely some homage there. Um, and then, so I just thought that was, everyone had their own, like the sex pot girl is the first one in the group to die. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, it was definitely. Well, Sarah is really the first to go, Sarah, but you're yes, right. In the group like, that we're group, actually like meeting and following. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, sex pot girl dies. The girl who like really doesn't want to die is the first one to like, is also one that, that gets a got. Um, gets got. Gets got. And what did I, you say about fridging? Oh yeah. So they like. Yeah. So here's the educational kind of. Part of it because we're struggling for yeah, we're struggling for the, <laughs> for the school part. Yeah. The school. I mean, the movie has a little history on Germany and the Nazis, yes, kind of exactly. So that's yeah. your schooling for this episode. But <laughs> so go ahead. So fridging is this concept in film where um, you uh, you take the protagonist. So he's usually a male. He um, uh, in order to kind of propel him forward and propel the plot forward um, and to get him to reach his full potential, they uh, will often kill his love interest or will kill a female that's significant to him. So the easiest example of this right now is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. So like Deadpool, and there's a whole conversation about like, did Deadpool fridge? Um, mm. I forget her name. I, I know her from uh, Serenity <laughs> as yeah. the companion. Um, but so she, so did they fridge her? And especially with like a modern film in 2019, it's like, do you need to fridge people? Um, in Game of Thrones, you know, there's a, a instances of fridging there. So it was interesting in this in this film because as they're going through, um, those two guys are, you know with the chainsaws and their hatchets plowing through this little platoon of uh, Nazis. He, um, you know, as you do, you, you know, his girlfriend, like, put his put her hand taps on his shoulder, on the shoulder. Taps him on Casually the shoulder. Taps him on the shoulder. As he's, like, in a blood rage. <laughs> and then he, like, kills her. But, like, he kills her with... And it's, it's such an interesting way to fridge someone because usually it would be like the Nazi colonel would kill her Kills and her. then that right. fuels his he blood He ends up rage. accidentally killing her. Exactly, yeah. but it's no. It's very tragic. This, it I mean, the, the overall. Especially after she survives the avalanche. Hello. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was like, so that was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I know that they wanted to like probably kill everybody because it ends where we assume that Martin is, it was that, was it Martin in the end? Yes, it's Martin. Yeah, we think that he's dead. It sounds like he's back in the sequel. Oh. Um, so I don't know, but I don't know in what context. It was just a the little, at the, end the little, of the film, yeah. Um, so, and it also so assumes you know, that somehow the Nazis are like tied to the treasure. Right, that's found in the house. Before, we, uh, real quick, before we talk about that, I wanted to see: is this fridging concept only in the context of of it happening with a male? Mm. Most of it uh, in my or that's always the, in just, my experience. It's mostly that. It's okay. mostly in like a heterosexual context. I mean, so like the girlfriend gets fridged, and then the guy exactly, has motivation. Yeah. Men don't to get like fridged. Avenge her. Well, that's the thing is that I don't know if that's maybe a concept that hasn't been explored, or I just can't think of any anything right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I was gonna say a lot of like it's it's, in, it's it supports like the sexist portrayal of women in film. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Because I was like, you know, when you think about the what is it? There's like the idea that there's only really 36 stories that you can tell hmm. right I mean, so it's like that is such an easy uh, motivational mm-hmm. 
um, course of action, yeah. you know, for a character, whether, whether they're female or male, it's like somebody's died or something has happened that they, you know, they're responding to, you know, this event on somebody. So I'm just wondering if the context of fridging, is that like F R I D G E? Yeah. Like fridge, you're like, putting them in the fridge, the cooler, they, you know, okay. to ice them. Okay. Yeah. So fridge. So it's, um, but it's specifically like these, it's the idea that they are female characters that are just, okay. they are only there in service. They don't right. have any, uh, in service of the male character. They don't have any autonomy other than they are the love interest and right. okay. to motivate the protagonist. Exactly. Which why was this guy even the protagonist? I mean, yeah, what he was, the hell? No, like, it should yeah. have been like Verlin who was the misogynist, stupid. Like the women, I think, were much more you know, yeah. skilled and smart than yeah. mo- all of the men depicted in this movie. Hannah had like, Hannah was a white woman with beautiful dreadlocks. I mean, come on. <laughs> like she, That's that agency. I don't know. What <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but she was also the first one to be like, you guys, there's zombies out there. Oh yeah. And she, uh, and listen the, to me. And, and the they were always her, like, they were no, gaslighting her. Like, totally no. gaslighting her. Ah, Yes. Yeah. So she was fridged and she was gaslit. Uh, no. <laughs> After surviving like an avalanche. Yeah. And, you mean, know. Which actually surprises me because of all of the um, sort of preliminary uh, studies I've done on Norwegian culture, like, you know, leading up to my impending move. But because of the socialist nature of the country, everything's like sex, like gender. There's a lot of more gender equality than we experience here. So I'm. It kind of surprised me, I guess, that this movie leaned so far into those sort of misogynistic tropes, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I'm curious, because it reads like kind of this silly 80s, 90s horror comedy kind of thing, like, it's like, I'm wondering if, if with context of watching it in Norway or, or you know, watching it with that, that perspective, that it might be funny mm-hmm. you know or like there That's might be a commentary joke. happening but because we're watching it uh, maybe not maybe uh, again i could hear where that we experience that every day mm-hmm. in right reality. right yeah <laughs> where it's easy to be like well this is ridiculous so maybe people watch it going well this is you know i mean right. this is hysterical like yeah. you know these idiot guys and these smart women you know like, like even though they're not... all mixed but you know yeah, 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 maybe right. but i mean i'm giving I might be giving it a little too much. Let's say yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, in, in that uh, in that manner, you know, of, of, of analysis. Yes. <laughs> I probably would watch the sequel just to see how they got Martin out of that. Um, oh yeah, I'm beca- very confused. Well, it was made in 2014, so maybe he's yeah. an, an older, wiser version of himself. True. Well, they did mention they did mention in uh, in this film that like they said when they were talking about the different cabins in the wood movie, cabins in the woods. Uh, movies they were saying like evil dead one and two and how two is actually a remake of one but with a bigger budget right (laughs) so it could be that could easily be it it could be like uh, the same exact story same exact story so um we have to Mm -hmm. you know there always has to be the creepy man that provides a lot of exposition so (laughs) creepy stranger who shows up in the middle of the night exactly so let me tell you all this let me tell you let me set the scene because it's not enough that you're dealing with these zombies. Um, I really did not see the death of Verlin coming. Our, our like military guy who I know that really was, bummed yeah, me out. Actually, yeah, he was also the hottest guy. Of yeah. all of them. And <laughs> he was the one I'd like to have on my team in a zombie apocalypse. And right, yet, yeah, he yeah. was yet. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he'll sew your neck up. I mean, that was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> But he did seem the most capable, and I, yeah, if I was putting money on who was uh, going to be surviving towards the end, I definitely would have said him. But alas, the zombie Nazis mm-hmm. got him. They did. They 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 
quartered him. I <laughs> did not watch that part. Yeah, they like ripped his like they you know they, they ripped him on every end, and it was kind of like a Power Rangers, <laughs> but like they like they instead of but instead of forming the Zord, he like they ripped him apart. Oh dear. Yeah, I I was I was there for it. I'm there because it's just like it's also practical. These are like practical effects kills and. Which is very, which is also just in and itself very interesting in its own art form. So that was that was kind of nice to see um, the how practical of how they did that. Um, I mean, there's still obviously some cracks there, and especially with uh, HD television, <laughs> HD HD viewing capabilities, there always be some cracks. But yeah, um, I was very thankful for the black napkins that Joshua provided. <laughs> yes, as uh, your shield, nice, nice tool for right. watching this movie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> So one more thing before before we uh, wrap up the episode, I I like. So here's the fright school, you know, perspective. I guess on this film, we've talked a lot in the past about how, like, you know, history and sort of you know the um, cultural anxiety of of whatever culture you're in can play a part in its art. And so I found I, this um, interview with the the writer director, nice. and uh, so. Talking about like why Nazis, <laughs> like why Nazis and zombies. Which first of all, it looks like this may have been. Um, he said, uh, "This is the first zombie film made in the whole of Scandinavia," which Ooh, I thought was kind know, of interesting. Yeah, I was reading an article about how the horror genre is relatively new. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know they wanted to make this film. Oh, and here, we wanted to combine it with the '80s feel of horror that we loved growing up. So there, you know, there's that that kind of perspective. Mission accomplished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it felt it, it had that, vibe. which is like a slasher decade, not necessarily like it's a slasher. Like the eighties are like yeah, slashers but, are emblematic. But I think Freddy sort of Krueger and stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But also, the, I think a, the, a heavier influence on this is Friday the Thirteenth. Mm. Um, okay. You know, with like isolated, you know, cabin in the woods kind of vibe. But I like this that he said, um, you know, we needed something more evil than a normal zombie, and we thought a Nazi zombie, <laughs> and in northern <laughs> Norway. In northern Norway, we have a strong war history. The Nazis occupied us for five years. No, four years. And in northern Norway, especially, there was a lot of important docks for Germany, allowing special forces up there and a lot of warships. So there have always been stories about Nazis and the occupation. So I thought it was just a cool way to incorporate local history into the zombie films. Smart. Uh, there's just something special about Nazi zombies. They are just really, really, really evil and cool. <laughs> I love it. So, I, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, it kind of plays well into you know our continuing conversation about why we create horror and and how the cultural anxiety so when you do have a people who this is a very real history for them that they were brutalized by the nazis and that their you know government allowed you know this to happen that you know this these are the stories that they grew up with and you know he's using you know this real life horror to reflect you know i mean it's there are funny parts in it so you know you can kind of laugh at it but also be very cognizant of you know the real like horror yeah, of it all. I, I think that's, yeah. you know, I thought that was a cool little, little, little snippet, you know, yeah. to read. Especially <laughs> in those areas of Norway that are so far North and so isolated. And so, you know, there's only about 5 million people in all of Norway. So if you think about how many like rural and desolate areas they, there are like, it's kind of ripe for horror films, I think. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited to see how that, you know, continues to grow. Like, uh, you know, uh, some of my, you know, favorite like work comes from, um, Scandinavian countries, especially Sweden. That's mm-hmm. where I, that's where I'm much more familiar with like, let the right one in and, you know, the ABBA. millennium trilogy, ABBA, of course, um, <laughs> in all their horror glory. Yes. Uh, Mamma Mia. Oh. Yeah. In the um, next episode of Fright School. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, there's just really incredible, um, rich, fantastical history and perceptions, I think. So it's very, there's a lot to mine there, you yeah. know, and a lot that could be developed uh, horror wise. That's not, um, uh, how do you want to say like in, in other countries, there's just the brutality of, you know, of, of, of their culture, you know, of, uh, you know, some of the movies we watch where there's a real extreme gore and that's a response to, to, to particular types of cultural mm-hmm. anxiety. But this is more, I think, the opportunity to create, well, like, let the right one in. It's a beautiful kind of thoughtful horror. So I'm kind of curious to see what other... What comes out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. as, as they continue. But I would also accept, like, this was hysterical. This was a really fun watch. It, it was, was silly. It was gory and gross. But because it was so over the top, it wasn't, like you know, the brutality of inside, like we watched, you know, the French extreme high tension, you know, where it's just really, really, really cruel. Um, Even though we did like some of the characters, you know, you didn't want them necessarily to die. We weren't rooting for them to die. I wanted to see more Nazis being blown apart and tore apart. It's absurdity made the violence palatable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think like it, it's, it seems like the, the directors were very aware of all of these sort of horror tropes that you were talking about and like just very self-aware in the construction of this movie and, and really, just sort of all of these nods to the genre. So yeah, absolutely. And Gave there, it a nice. And those tropes feel. are that's a, that's also a very American convention too. Mm-hmm, like those mm-hmm. the trope of like the slasher trope of the you know the the little cadre of people that are in like in the cabin. Sure, and, it's like you know that have chosen yeah. to vacation in the snow and to do activities in the snow Easter <laughs> on Easter. Norwegian. Exactly, those Norwegians <laughs> and their activities, man. In the snow, all the way, all oh, always outside absolutely. climbing things. Yeah, no, they absolutely. I, I feel are influenced by Sam Raimi and George Romero. It had, you know, those sorts of vibes. That's what, you know, they're watching. I mean, that's very much in the like interviews and stuff I, I have been able to find where it's, yeah, very, very aware, yeah. you know, of the meta nature of the, of the film they're making. So yeah, this was a really good pick. It was fun, you know, silly. Fun. I love, I love it. So thank you for nice, uh, uh, give, giving us the opportunity to do that and to Sunday watch a movie you hadn't fair. seen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Was nice. Perfect for a Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Didn't you brunch. skip church or something? Did you? <laughs> I'm sure you'll be forgiven. I hear that forgiveness is really big with your guy. So I think you'll be fine. (laughs) I'm glad that we are sending you off to Norway with, uh, you know, more knowledge about Nazi zombies. I do. I feel much more, well, much better versed in the the culture I'm entering into. Yeah. You're going to be there and, you know, you're going to be out in some cabin in the woods and you'll take a picture and send it to us and we'll all have had this experience together and and we'll know exactly the fear. I survived the Nazi zombies, you guys. Awesome. All right. Well, yes. Uh, All the love and luck. Tiffany, as you, you. Uh, as you continue on this uh, cool little journey that your life is and, um, you know, keep a, everybody keep a lookout for, you know, the creepy little death poems, uh, book, definitely pick that up. Uh, it's wonderful. And also, you know, the, the, the film. film that the will film eventually come. Yes. And, uh, all right. Yeah, right. Thanks another you guys for having another me. fun episode of high school. <laughs> so, all right. Well, have a good evening.
Yes. Good night. Good night, Joshua. <laughs> Good night, <laughs> Tiffany. Good, Good night, not. John Boy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Do you know how to say like a farewell in in Norwegian? Farvel. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Far, farvel. Norwegian's are really hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goodbye in Norwegian. Oh, thanks, guys. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. Listening to the Geekscape Network.